Interior. Night. Recording studio. Two redheads begin pre-show warm-ups. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Jack, write that you gargle your water or something. Jack gargles some water. And then put that we say, welcome to Script Shop. Who? Me or you? Mm-hmm. You say it. Welcome to Script Shop. N- no, but like, really, say it. Like, right now. Like, right now. Let's go for it. Welcome to Scrimshaw. No, Jack. Top. <laughs> Omaha. No, Jack. Welcome to Script Shop. Love. Exciting and new. Come aboard. We're expecting you. Love. Life's sweetest reward. Let it flow. It floats back to you. Love boat. Soon we'll be making another run. Hi, everybody. It's Jack. And Allison. I'm I'm not singing the theme from the love boat. I'm just saying words in a certain order because I wouldn't want Frank to get nervous about any sort of copyright infringement. I was wondering where you're going with this and if I needed to quickly pull up some love poetry. The love boat promises something for everyone. Set a course for adventure. Your mind on a new romance. I wonder what would happen. No, I think that would still be copyright. If you said the words and I just like sang the tune. Yeah, that's probably going to be a background. problem. It's probably bad enough that I'm saying the words. Frank, May- Frank's very sensitive about this. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, he says parodies are okay. Mm-hmm. Should we just start peri- parody- parodying? Keep, keep trying. Try to break up into smaller words if that helps. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm trying to say here. I do. Parodying. Pa- is that the way you say it? Yeah, parodying. parodying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the word edited it. I edited it. Yeah. Edited it. Hi, everybody. This is our podcast called Script Shop, and it's the big Valentine's show. Oh, love stuff. Love stuff. Welcome to Script Shop on Love. This is our uh, podcast where we talk to screenwriters about their scripts. And why they wrote them and how in love they might be with somebody and what it means to them and whether or not that influenced the script that they wrote. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or maybe some kind of previous heartbreak. Oh, man. Doesn't that show up a lot, too? Ken, sure. I love it. I love it. We talk to screenwriters about all kinds of different stuff and why it made their way into their scripts and why they're the only person in the history of all time who could have written this one particular thing this one particular way. It's a ton of fun. We love doing it. We love being able to bring this show to you every week. Our guest this week is Ruby Ginsburg, who wrote a script called Say Cheese. Say Cheese is an 11-page love story about the importance of friends and new beginnings. An 11-page young person's love story. Yes, it's very, very sweet, and I think a very easy, lovely listen and read for Valentine's Day 2020. Yeah. This script is jam-packed full of youths. So share it with the person you love and reminisce about how old and broken you are now. <laughs> Both inside and out. <laughs> Philip and I will literally lay in bed and talk about how young we used to be and oh how God. stupid. Don't say that because... And you... how children have broken us. <laughs> you can't say that. I mean, Phil and I are about the same age, but you're younger than the both of us, so please don't talk like that. Well, if you don't talk like this already in your new relationship, you will get there. Okay. What's going to be fun is when she gets to the point in five or six years and she says, you know what, Jack? You ruined me. And you say... <laughs> You just let her talk it out because that's what I say. I say I was this much sweeter, nicer person until I fell in love. And I, love is hard. I think it's very sweet that you think this conversation hasn't already been had. <laughs> Folks, we're on the internet, and that means we're on social media. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can uh, find us, friend us, follow us on any of those platforms. We would love to talk to you. Let us know what you think about a show. Make a suggestion of a yes. show you think we should watch or read or a that book or fun. a writer or whatever. It's, it's a whole. I don't know if you've heard about this. It's a whole interactive thing. Apparently. Yes, this internet thing is where people comment and discuss and forge friendships online. So weird. What is this thing? 
anyway, uh, Script Shop Show. Look us up, please, on there. We'd love to be friends with you, uh, and we'd love for you to be friends with us. You can also check us out on Patreon.com, where we are rinking and ruining our way to the top, <laughs> where we do that have some money. patrons. Rink and ruins, yeah. Money. That means money. Money. Um, we we love, love, love when people support us. So thank you for spreading the love this Valentine's Day and all Valentine's Days, because all days can be va- Valentine's Day. <laughs> when you keep it in your heart all year round. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I needed a wrap up on that because I don't yeah. know where I was going. I got you. And uh, thank you to our patrons for just supporting us and being there for us and doing little bits that add up to big things for us here at Scripture. It's huge. We really, really do appreciate that. We also appreciate work being sent our way. Uh, if you have written something in script form and you want us to read it and have you on the show, like we're about to have Ruby on yeah. to talk about the work, you can do that by going on to scriptshopshow.com slash submit or filmfreeway.com slash scriptshop. Now, is that how Ruby, do we know, is there an yeah, origin came, story for... she came from uh, Film Freeway. Okay, great. Yeah. She was not a hot burrito, but she was definitely a Film Freeway find. Excellent. A Film Freeway find. I love that. And we do have a box of burritos and tacos here in the studio tonight, so it's very fitting that we found Ruby that way. I couldn't agree more. Let's uh, have her on the show to actually thank her in person. Uh, hi, Ruby Ginsburg. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you. So, Ruby, where are you calling us from? I'm in Philadelphia. Philly, the city of brotherly love. Oh, my God. This is the show that keeps on giving. Man. Perfect. Have you uh, lived in Philly your whole life? So, I was born in Chicago, and my family moved to Philadelphia when I was four. Mm -hmm. And how many years ago was that? That was... uh, uh, I'm 17. Uh Uh-huh. There we go. Okay, okay, cool. Are you are you no. in high school currently? Yeah, I'm a senior. Okay, senior. sweet. That, I mean, that actually came up for both of us when we were reading the story you sent today. It has the markings of a, of a youth of youthful love yeah. in it, which we appreciate. It's nice to read it and experience it again. Like I said, reminisce. <laughs> well, and I think from my perspective too, like I the I not that anybody couldn't write a story about you know high school kids feeling awkward and meeting each other and falling in love or whatever. But I think the idea that it's coming from you, a teenager might have a little more of a sense of authenticity than some late 30 year old, like me writing something similar. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Right. If I had to write a story about high schoolers, I think it would just be like tinged with jadedness. Yeah. See, and we need, and and, and my high school kids are smoking cigarettes and being like, you kids are ruining me. <laughs> yeah, see, and we and the and, and anyway, Ruby, the the authenticity that you're bringing to this uh, to this work, I think, is uh, it's noticeable. Thank you. So, how long have you been a writer? Um, believe it or not, this is the first screenplay I ever wrote. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I started in my sophomore year of high school. Um. I applied for a career in technical education, digital video production program at my school, um, which is a three-year program that I've been in for the past three years. Um, It's basically uh, all the ins and outs of filmmaking that you can jam into three years. Um, And I have kind of like shied away from the, the screenwriting side of things. It's not really something that that draws my attention this past fall we did a screenwriting unit for the first time so everybody was writing their own screenplays um we didn't necessarily have the intention of making the films later on Mm -hmm. um, although some of them have been have been made um but 
this is what I made for that assignment. So I'm very much in like a, a filmmaking in school mode. Mm-hmm. So like, what what is it about this program that maybe if you weren't all that interested in writing maybe up until now i mean you were looking to be maybe more involved in a technical side of things in terms of has writing this script and doing this project made you more interested in writing things um i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> um i i i always find it hard to to think of stories to tell i'm i really love production and i don't love pre-production so much um, so this was, this was quite a challenge for me to, to muster the creativity to write a whole story. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I really, I'm one for production and, and post-production. I really appreciate the perspective you're bringing to the table here, which is that writing doesn't come easily to you or naturally. I'd love to know if you have to employ any certain techniques or tips or tricks to build the structure of this short, to get things out on the page, and then what it was like for you to sit down and just actually write it? I think the first thing I thought of was um, how can I write something that is personal to me and kind of reflects some of my own experiences um, because I think that's the, the first thing to think about before moving on to like more abstract things. If you're writing your first screenplay, it's easier to pull from your own experiences. Um, for this particular process, I wrote like um, like a teaser uh, and I, I had a hard time kind of getting started. Um, and when it came down to like filling in, like I had the, the story I wanted to tell, but it was hard to fill in the, the gaps and like actually write out the details and the dialogue was difficult. Um, <laughs> But, you know, just just keeping the story in mind and not being um, opposed to changing the story as you write the thing, because that happened a lot to me mm-hmm. in the process. How long do you think it took you to write this piece? Um, I probably worked on it off and on for maybe three or four weeks. Mm hmm. Um, was it something that you wrote mostly at school or did you also have to take it home and spend some of your spare time working on it too? I definitely spent time at home um, just because that's where I I do a lot of my good thinking. Um, mm-hmm. But I also, <laughs> like when I worked on it in school, I spent time workshopping it with my film teacher and she, you know, gave me feedback and suggestions, which was really helpful. I bet. Is there anybody else who reads your work and and guided you through this process? Friends, family, uh, other professors or teachers? Um, not really for this one in particular. I do often. Actually, that's not true. I forgot. <laughs> um, we we did a little um, peer review situation when everybody had like a small draft of their screenplays. So I was in a group of a couple other people, and we all did read-throughs of each other's drafts, and we gave feedback that way. Was yours the best one? Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> Do you feel like you got good feedback from your classmates, though? Yeah, it, it's, it was definitely helpful, especially because we were reading it out loud, and I got to hear how strange my dialogue actually sounded. Was that something that you uh, was, like, really hard for you, a challenge? Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like other people reading my writing mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, that's just like a, a kind of vulnerable thing. Um, but it was definitely very helpful. And if I ever write a screenplay again, I, I'll definitely seek out feedback from other people. Well, let's jump into reading some of the script. Yeah, so Say Cheese is a script about a uh, girl who is just starting high school. Her name is Zoe. Uh, she is missing, I believe, her two front teeth, right? Yeah. Uh, and she's it, it's a it's a source of embarrassment for her, and she but and it, it, that you know is the icing on the cake of general feelings of being a teenager, starting high school, friendships, boys, whatever else. Like it's just that's reason number one million why she's you know, feeling nervous and uncomfortable, but she's not a downer of a kid. There's, there's a sense of, I think, optimism to her. And she runs into a little bit of a hardship with some friends, but there's ultimately at the end of it, there's a, there's a, a connection that gets made that, that wasn't there before. I'm, I'm sort of curious about just in general, what the motivation for this specific story was for you. A toothless wonder, <laughs> as it says. Yeah. So, um, I actually am missing two of my front teeth. Aww. Okay. Um, yes. So I I discovered several years ago that I I had these teeth as baby teeth and they fell out and then I didn't have adult teeth. Um so when I started high school, I started wearing fake teeth like on a retainer. Um and I was very embarrassed about it. So this comes from a very personal place. Um, and it's a very strange insecurity that I'm sure very few people experience, <laughs> but, um, it's an understandable I, one. Yeah, for sure. sure. Teeth yeah. are such an important part of the way people interact. Yeah. Do, I know. do, do, was it the, the, the personal nature of this story? Did that feed into how difficult it was to have your classmates read it or even just to write it in the first place? Well, at, at this point, I, I feel much more comfortable. I've been around the same people in my film class and in my whole school for several years. I, I feel very comfortable around those people. And for the most part, everybody knows that I'm missing teeth and it's not really a big deal anymore. But mm -hmm. I think if I had written this three years ago, it would have been like a crazy opening up to people that I, I wasn't really capable of doing back then. Mm -hmm. Three years ago being when you started that transition into right. high school. Yeah. Um, do, uh, you know, so if, if you're with other classmates who've written things, I would assume that not all of them wrote a script that was as maybe personally rooted as yours is. I think it's you know, any sort of a writer is putting themselves into their work, whether they're telling a story about, you know, a guy riding on a dragon or, you know, some woman going to work or like your story here that, that you sent us with Say Cheese. I'm just sort of curious about your feelings of uh, maybe satisfaction in taking this thing that that you can very much relate to and that is that has such personal roots and then putting it down on paper into a story form and, and and putting it in front of your classmates versus something that's maybe a little bit more fantastical um i i'm definitely i'm i'm very glad that this is the story i i wrote about um i i'm glad that that i was able to like that i thought of this and i thought of a story that would kind of incorporate this trait of mine into a, a, a whole character. Mm -hmm. um, I think writing something fantastical, like you said, can absolutely reflect the, the writer, but it's a little bit more distant, I think, inherently. Um, and I, 
I, I like that this story is personal to me and it, it feels like it's mine and I see myself in the in the character. I also really love the themes of finding people who are like you. Because, of yeah. course, we have our main character, mm. and she ultimately finds um, a connection with somebody similar to her. And it speaks to how difficult differences can be to navigate, whether they're physical or otherwise, especially when you're a young person socializing with so many people at a certain point. And so I wonder if that that connection, the kind of finding your people, finding your group, finding your clique was intentional, or mm-hmm. if that's just kind of like a happy accident of looking to connect with other people? Um, I don't know. That's definitely something I, I wanted her to find something happy and, and find somebody else that could reassure her insecurity. Um, I didn't really, I, I didn't meet someone in high school that did that for me, but I, Ruby, I, who is this boy? <laughs> he doesn't exist. <laughs> Not but, yet. Um, <laughs> But, but in a sense, I, I found a group of friends through over the years and through this filmmaking program that um, that like entirely accepts me and, and loves me. And we were, were a great group. Um, and they they kind of are that that boy in a, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Uh, do we want to jump into reading a selection from the script? Yeah, we might as well. Yeah. So, uh, again, Ruby sent us a script called Say Cheese, uh, and it's about this uh, girl named Zoe who is uh, starting high school, and she's feeling self-conscious about her teeth. Uh, There's also a friend that she has named Elsie, who she's had, uh, she's been friends with for years. Uh, We're going to pick this up where on the first day of school, there was sort of maybe a misconnection where Zoe sort of assumed that Elsie was going to sit next to her in class, and she didn't, and there is a weird maybe bit of unsure tension there and we're picking up from not long after that moment happened is that 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 sounds about right ruby is there anything else people need to know about nope that sounds great awesome so listeners if you're following along we're going to start at the top of three jack is going to be reading action headings i'm going to be reading for elsie and then ruby is going to be reading for zoe today perfect okay uh uh ruby do you feel okay feeling character you need a moment to get into character or anything i'm good to go Perfect. Let's uh, let's begin. Interior, hallway, day. Bell rings. Over-the-shoulder shot, Zoe walks down the hallway and stops in front of a row of lockers. She starts entering the code to her lock, but looks up to see that scratched into the paint on her locker are the words, Say Cheese. Profile shot, Zoe puts down the lock, closes her eyes, exhales, and continues to walk down the hallway. Exterior school afternoon with a handheld wide shot. A flood of students walks out of the doors, rejoicing at the end of the school day. Zoe sees Elsie a few yards away and runs to catch up to her. Elsie, wait up. Oh, hey. I wanted to talk to you after class earlier, but I didn't see you. What's up? Um, I don't know how to say this, but I don't know if we should be so close anymore. What are you talking about? You're my best friend. Of course we should be close. Yeah, But, I mean, high school's kind of different. If I want any kind of status here, I'm going to need to be careful about who I hang out with. What's wrong with hanging out with me? Whatever happened to being best friends forever? Don't worry. We can still hang out sometimes. I just want to make other friends now. Close-up shot. Whatever. 
Zoe's eyes start to water as she walks away from Elsie and toward the street. Margaret, her mother, pulls up and Zoe wipes her eyes on her sleeve before getting in the car. And the car pulls away. End scene. All right, Ruby, who's this who's this Elsie? Who's this asshole? Who who's this Elsie that was that was uh, Do we need to beat her up? That was mean to you. We need to have a discussion with her or what? No. <laughs> <laughs> um she she's not a, a she's she's fictitious, but um I did kind of have a, a moment in freshman year where I like I started I didn't go to a, a school with anybody else that went to my high school. So I I showed up on the first day of freshman year and I knew absolutely nobody. Um, And I kind of had this moment that Zoe has of like needing to restart and find people somehow. Yeah. Um, So I think I got ghosted in high school by a friend of mine, somebody that I would walk with every single day to the, so I guess it was junior high. I would walk with this person to the high school because both of our parents were teachers of, of a sort at mm-hmm. the high school. And then she just for sure started blowing me off yeah. and wouldn't talk to me about it. It was so bizarre. Yeah. I, mm. uh, Ruby, the, the way you wrote Elsie in this in this scene just now where she's she's going out of her way to talk about, hey, if I want to have some status here in high school, I need to hang out with maybe, you know, better people or however she phrased it. Um, but also like she... The, I, I feel like you didn't write this Elsie character and specifically this little exchange in as overtly a mean way as you could have. Right. It wasn't like Elsie was like, who are you? Get away from me. It was Ew. nothing like that. Yeah. She but, she came to her and she was, it, it wasn't a nice conversation, but at the same time, it, it could have been a lot meaner. And I'm just sort of curious about what decisions you made when you were writing that little exchange and maybe keeping a little element of Elsie's humanity when it would have been easier to make her a jerk. Um. It was somewhat conscious. Um, I definitely wanted to make it more subtle than I could have. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wanted her, you know, like obviously they were friends in middle school and that was a genuine friendship and I didn't want Elsie to be absolutely like uh, discounting that friendship that they had. I wanted it to be like Elsie kind of trying to figure out what her goal was to in, in high school and who she wanted to be with. And it wasn't so much about like hating Zoe. It was just, she wanted to move on. Right. Man, that's so heartbreaking though, too. I think, I think it gives a sense of, of, of honesty and realness and yeah, yeah, because it would have been way easy for Elsie just to be this jerk. Right. Well, it adds a whole layer of complexity to the mm-hmm. screenplay where it's not just about making fun of somebody who has a physical right. difference, but instead is about really the changes that people experience, again, as they're transitioning into a larger social world with more rules and expectations and um, unspoken, I don't know, <laughs> the way that people behave in groups and whatever, mm-hmm. just it, unspoken expectations left and right. So, mm-hmm. but you know, so the good news is that uh, as the as the script continues and Zoe's dealing with she she's sad she's tearing up as mom's picking her up to take her take her back home and it's I was just I was curious if this Margaret mother character who's just such a well of support for her daughter is based on anyone uh, real. Um, she's just I didn't intend to base her on anybody, but she's just as supportive as my parents are, and they're they're wonderful and. Um, I hope everybody has somebody in their life that that is supportive like that. 
Shout out to mom and dad. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so continuing on with you know the the themes of love and support here, um, let's talk about the love story that mm-hmm. quietly starts to appear within this whole little shindig. Mm-hmm. We've basically got some secret notes being put into people's lockers, and do you do this to people? Is this something that the kids do nowadays? <laughs> something the kids have always done. <laughs> I've never, I've never received a secret note. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. about secret texts from the wrong numbers or something? I don't know. I, I kind of, I don't know where I got this from. I've, I've seen this. I just, I, I've never experienced it. But. Well, it, it's, it's very sweet the way you present it because there's this other boy that's in class who just starts sliding little notes into her locker that are saying like very like pleasant and supportive things and i was almost afraid maybe this is probably a a cynical i know where you're going with this too but i Mm -hmm. was afraid of it as well yeah you're afraid that this is somebody that's just messing with her again yeah and i thought it was nice that it wasn't it was just a straightforward hey i i like you and here's a note of me telling you that i like you yeah um what's interesting is that my initial idea was not to have it be a love story at all um my my idea was to have her just find somebody and they become friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that's not what I wrote, but <laughs> that's just one of the examples of how the story changed. And it, it seemed to make more sense that way. And it seemed a little bit more powerful were than, you su- than it would be just a friendship. Were you surprised when your writing started to just kind of change on you in the middle of this process? Yeah, it was, I, I had this idea and then my, my brain just, didn't didn't like it anymore (laughs) (laughs) and and I think other things like as I started writing and I started thinking about how everything would actually fall together the original ideas I had didn't really make sense and that's that's just part of filmmaking and part of making something is that your original idea is never never what the product is Well, and geez, and Ruby, I think that it's so great. Like, there's so many people that go for so long with being so married to something that they've created without, you know, the idea of being willing to say, hey, you know what? I I am willing to make some changes on this. Or, yeah, okay, let's try something different. Like, the fact that you're saying that right now, there's people that would never even consider that who've been working for years and years and years. That's a a tremendously mature thing to say. Thank you. My my amazing film teacher always tells us that filmmaking is problem solving and it's drilled into my mind. One of the other things in your script that we were sort of able to hear when we were reading that little scene selection is you've got very specific uh, details of your idea of maybe what certain shots should be in a given scene, whether you're talking over the shoulder when it cuts to the part, when uh, it goes into a profile that you had with her in that little bit that we just read. There's not a lot of scripts that I've read that do that. Some of them do. It just Mm kind of depends on the writer. Um, but the way that you had it written in there and the way I'm picturing things in my head as I'm reading your script, those little bits about how it's an over-the-shoulder shot or whether it's something in profile or a close-up on mom's teeth right in the very beginning, mm-hmm. like it made it, it made it fun to sort of play it out in my head versus having no guidance about visuals whatsoever. I, was that, is this a part of the, the curriculum that you're in where they, they encourage you to write shots into the script like that? No, that's just... I I love cinematography. That's of all the roles I've tried on. That's really my favorite thing. No kidding. Um, and I I think in the process of doing this, I was even though I wasn't planning to make the film, I was thinking to myself, what will this look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and how can I make this look interesting? And how can I 
get the best angle on this. So, and I didn't, I wasn't really consistent. I didn't have shots um, throughout the entire screenplay, but I, when I thought of something that I thought would, would help the scene, I threw it in there. Yeah. There's, there's specific little moments in there that I don't know. I really enjoyed having just those little bits in there of plugging in and having a general idea of maybe what the look of it would be. I thought that was cool. And the fact that it wasn't, that's not a part of the, like the teacher saying, okay, make sure you have this, this, and this, you just did that on your own. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's neat to get more of a, a specific visual of what you see in this story. Yeah, you're creating this. This is your world that you're making. And any sort of input I would think that you would have on uh, how it's going to look is just as important as, you know, writing it and details about where a given scene is taking place or sets or anything like that. Yeah. That's very cool. Speaking of things that are super specific to you, I know this is going to sound like it comes out of left field to our listeners, but do you play the piano? I used to mm-hmm. long time ago. Um, I wish I, I wish I did still, but um, I was just trying to think of what could I add to her character that makes her not just a girl that we pity or something. Mm-hmm. Um, what could she be good at? Or what, what is her home life like? I just wanted her to do something. And piano is, is what I did when I was her age. So. Well, the good thing is is that you can always pick that up whenever you're ready. Yeah. Pianos aren't going on any, anywhere anytime soon, are they? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, because we have a dog named Amadeus. Yeah. And we have her... Um, I think we've got some piano music in here as well. Yeah, there's well. like a lesson at one point yeah. that she's doing. Yeah, which is really lovely. With Mr. Holland, by the way, which I thought was oh, good. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, did you guys end up producing this? You said some of the pieces were produced, and I'm curious if this was one of them. It was not. Um, I ended up working with one of the people that was in my feedback group, and I were actually currently producing the screenplay that she wrote, which is great. That's awesome. What what's your role in that uh, in that group? Um, I am acting, and I'm also the editor and partial cinematographer assistant. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Those are three really important jobs. Good for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, do you have hopes that you guys would produce this at any point, or are you ready to just let this one go and dive into other people's projects? I think I'm 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 not attached to this, and it was so much of a, a struggle for me to write it that it feels like I want to be done with it kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I love working with other people to like come up with ideas as a group before we move into production. Like the format of our class is always um, like you pick a group and then that group works together to come up with a concept. It's very rare that somebody will have already written a screenplay and then we produce it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I like working with everybody so that everybody likes the idea and everybody has a say in the, the right, right from the beginning, everybody's part of the process. Mm-hmm. Well, considering how over it you are, I do appreciate you taking the time yeah. to Thanks talk for submitting this all it. out with us. <laughs> yeah. And if, if there's so much for reading it. I was so surprised. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, we, we really do love the screenplays that we get in. And so when they come in, we just work our way through them one, one piece at a time to, to, to read them 
contact writers and get people on the show. Well, and we knowing that we needed a, a Valentine's Day show, and we really do, one of the things we like about the show is having having people that are not necessarily pros and seasoned writers, like having young pe- teens like you that are, I'm trying to find the right word, having teens like you that are that have written some stuff, you got, you're in a school project on it right now, and the fact that, you know, you're maybe not sure about if you're really into writing as a thing, I can tell you that I think that there are some interesting little nuggets that you have in there that you did that I think show promise on whatever level in terms of decisions that you made and the fact that you chose to tell a more personal story. Uh, I think those are all really interesting, good signs, and you should continue to do what you're doing and keep as many avenues open to you as you can. Thank you. So if there's somebody out there who's interested in being in touch with you, whether it is as a writer or it is um, to work with you in a production sense, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Um, My Instagram is where I, I post uh, photography that I do. Um, and I also have my website linked on there and my email address. So my Instagram is at rubyg.photo. Great. Awesome. Okay, Ruby, thank you so much. Ruby, thanks a lot. Thank really you. appreciate your time and sending us the work and all that stuff. Good luck to you. Thank you so much. Okay, well, there's Ruby. That's so sweet. It is sweet. You know, we did have, there. it made me think that we did have a while back, uh, Ashley Kramer. Yeah. Was, and I, I don't, Good I think, for you. Good for you. Yeah. Was the, Where so, the kids oh, are you. setting up their mom. Their mom? Setting up mom on a, a date. date. Yep. That one was a good one, too. And that was also part of some sort of like school curriculum, yeah. after school program, something like that, right? I like that they have these. I never had anything like this when I, didn't I was either. in high school. I didn't go to a school that, yeah, was able no. to offer anything like that. No, me neither. And I, I just think it's such a good opportunity. And I, for us, you know, a good way to make sure that the young perspective is being pushed into the world well sure just yeah given uh, we like i like reading stuff from all sorts of different kinds of people i do too and and yeah. really i'm serious like ruby had there's like some of the choices that she made with things that she put in that script that's they're, they're, those are interesting things that i, I think there's show signs Unique. of stuff coming yeah that could come up yeah i like it too Folks, if you've written something uh, about teenagers falling in love or something fantastical like a guy riding on a dragon or anything in between, uh, if you have it in script form, you can send it to us and you can do that by going on to scriptshopshow.com slash submit or looking up script shop on filmfreeway.com. And while you're on the internet submitting your screenplay, you might as well check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah. On Twitter, I am at your bestie Westie. And on Twitter, I'm at script shop Jack. And the show itself on all of those things is at script shop show. Yes, please. That would be great. Thanks, guys, for listening. We always appreciate it. We love you. Yeah. It's Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we love you. Yeah. uh, Yeah, 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 I love you. (laughs) All right, friends. Until next week, that's a wrap. Script Shop was created by Allison West, hosted by Allison West and Jack Crumley, produced by Frank Steele. Thanks to iHeartMedia Cincinnati for use of their studio. Intro music, Retro Soul by bensound.com. Outro music by purple-planet.com. Special thanks to all our guests. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.